The world is a beautiful but challenging place to live. And let's face it, life hits hard sometimes. So if you find your hopes and dreams and mental well-being needs a boost, you're tuned in to the right podcast. Welcome to Inspire Us with your host, Jay Paul Nadeau, a former hostage negotiator turned motivational speaker and acclaimed author of Take Control of Your Life. And now, here's your host, Jay Paul Nadeau. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Inspire Us. You know what? Today, I have someone on the show that I met at, guess what? Clubhouse. Yep, Chris Bolger. I met him. He dropped into a room that I was running on self-sabotage, and he started to contribute such gems of information. He's a two-time Guinness Book of World Record champion. Uh, He is also a coach and he is a magician, a hypnotist actually. And guess where he actually got the, the bug to become a hypnotist? Well, the bug came from Bugs Bunny. Not kidding, not kidding, Bugs Bunny. We have such a great conversation on so many topics, including how to regain your power, your strength, and get back into the zone. And now, without any further delay, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Chris Bolger. Hello, Chris, and welcome to Inspire Us. Hey, Paul. How's it going? Thanks for having me on. (laughs) Oh, no, it's going well. And thank you for coming on. You know, we've connected a few times on Clubhouse, and every time you speak, I'm just mesmerized. You have so much vast knowledge to share, and having you on the show is an absolute delight. For all my listeners, Chris is a world record-breaking athlete, a hypnotist, a psychoneurologist for 14 years, specializing in emotional and mental transformation. As an author and speaker, Chris creates psychological systems that identify how an individual processes information so they can permanently overcome obstacles that seemed to have no solution at all whatsoever. He thrives on continually finding and solving the blind spots not addressed in traditional therapy and coaching practices so more people can achieve peace and joy on a larger scale. That is the man that you are listening to this morning. That is the man who is going to be sharing his story. And I am going to ask him a question that I know so many of you out there are wondering yourself. But before I ask that question, I'm going to turn it right over to my guest, Chris. Chris, why don't you tell us who Chris Bolger is? Tell us about your past, because I know about your past, but my listeners do not. Oh, where to begin? So I think every great story starts with the character, the main character having some sort of pain. And my pain started as a kid, like everyone else's, you know, all the traumas and such. And... Uh, I didn't realize how much damage was done until about age 16, where I, I became homeless. And I mean, not in a, in a friend's guest house, not in a fancy sports car. I mean, like literally on the street. And it wasn't any, there was no drugs or alcohol. There wasn't any crime. Uh, I was a really good kid. I wanted the best for everyone. I was very respectful, but I still ended up in this situation with anxiety and depression. And at the time I, w- I went to a therapist, I was put on medication. 
the therapy kind of helped, but it didn't. Uh, and I went to one of the top psychotherapists in my state. And that person still is. And we're friends. We're actually really good friends. But he agreed that there's a certain things that literally sleeping on an armchair in between two houses. A friend of mine let me borrow his laptop and the neighbor let me, his Wi-Fi wasn't secured. So I was able to get the Wi-Fi. And I was on the couch, on this armchair. And I was thinking back to a time when I was five. And I remember specifically my parents fighting. My dad worked four jobs. My mom was always angry. And I tried to break up their fight as a five-year-old. And instead of realizing that their son is now involved in this, they both turned to me and told me why they were right in their arguments. So fast forward, I'm on this armchair and I decided, what was the thing that I always wanted to be growing up? What was the reason why I wanted to jump into that fight? Well, back then there was a, I was watching cartoons as a five-year-old and there was a scene where Bugs Bunny was uh, hypnotized Elmer Fudd to go after Daffy Duck instead of Bugs Bunny. And that was my inspiration to break up the fight between my parents. So here I am on this armchair, age, oh, what was I? I think I was 17 or 18, 18 at the time. This was two years of, of, of struggling. <laughs> uh, at that time, I was working at a, as, a, at a fit, as a fitness trainer in a gym. I made zero sales. My net profit for the month would be $12.50 after working 12 hour days. I'm not, I'm not making this up. This is like, <laughs> this is a story I can really share because not many people can even connect with this. They're like, this is ridiculous. How's this, what's wrong with this kid? And that's why I love it because if I can come out of that, then everything up the chain of that is pretty doable. Um, I found out what hypnosis was that night. I Googled it. Um, and I found out that there was a thing called Skype. I downloaded Skype. I called Leo in, um, in New Zealand, Anthony in the UK, Leo in Cape Town, Africa, Gabe in Toronto. And they just shared with me how to get started. How do I learn simple techniques? Like how to gain rapport, how to collapse anchors, how to create anchors, how to reframe, deframe, you know, all these fun terms. The next day I run to work. Now I had a bike, but the bike got stolen a month before this happened. And so I run to work and that day I closed $11,000 in sales. Now that's not a lot, but for me back then when we had zero, that was a ton that I was a millionaire in my mind. Uh, my boss gave me my cut, my commission of like $5,500. And I spent the rest of the day getting a friend to find me an apartment, forge my signatures, do whatever it takes, give me a roof over my head. I bought a mattress and it felt so good to lay on that flat surface for the first time in almost pretty much two years. And the next day I was walking down the block, I completely forgot my old life. I didn't even realize it. It was so far detached and I became a different person. If you met me the day before, you wouldn't recognize me in the way I speak, the way I hold myself, the look in my eye, I would be irrecognizable. Um, that was one of the struggles. During that time, I did hypnosis shows. I got really deep into hypnosis, NLP, every type of modality. I got like 14 certifications back then because I loved all of it. Um, and then I wanted more. So I got sidetracked in life. I wound up um, getting a job on ships because <laughs> so, I was young and I was like, screw it. I'm single. I could do this. So <laughs> during that time, I had a turnkey business. I had a turnkey gym. And that was going great. And then at the same time, I'm over here making six figures at this job that I hated. Uh, that was fun traveling the world, um, getting paid to travel. 
after a while, I realized that my expenses were way higher than I was making. So uh, making $120,000 a year is great. But my, when your expenses are 130, 140, 150,000, you're now a slave with golden handcuffs. And now what do you do? So one day I quit that job completely and I went back to my roots. I found business classes and then uh, a couple, about a year after that, I went through a really rough breakup. And it was one of those things where my life was created from that relationship. Mm. So when that relationship came out of nowhere, um, it rocked me and it took away everything I had emotionally. And then again, it was, let me go back to my roots because every time I go away from my roots, something bad happens. So now I see a pattern developing. So I go back to my roots. I go back to school. I go back for a PhD, two PhDs. I write a book. I write two books, then I write three books, and then I speak at corporations, and then I break two Guinness World Records, and then I realized, oh my goodness, all I had to do was go back to what my gut and my heart tell me what is right. Sometimes finding out what your gut and heart is actually saying is hard, mm. but when you get there, suddenly the things that you're trying to find start to find you. So at the same time, I ran neurological rehab centers. We had three after the first year. Um, then decided I don't want to do that anymore because again, I was being stretched too thin. I was operating outside of what I now call my perception process. So when life gets difficult. It's because you're spinning these plates from the wrong position. Mm-hmm. So those plates as good as you're spinning now, if you're out of your alignment, out of your strength position, then a sudden, one day those plates will fall. And then the self-sabotage we talk about every Saturday on your clubhouse room, which is an amazing room. You know, you hear all these people come with problems that are symptoms of being outside of their strength zone. So I focus on getting back into my strength zone, you know, and then along the way, some small things happen. Like my first world record, I didn't feel any satisfaction at all from it for 10 seconds. I felt like God for 10 seconds. And then after that, I was like, all right, well, back to my life. And then I realized I wasn't fulfilled there. And I just, I'm like, wow, I have every problem ever created. This is amazing because someone like me, I get obsessed with solving things. So when I have a problem, I go to find solutions and I either a find my solution that was, that didn't exist before, or no one knew before was this, the thing that could solve that problem. Or B I go on this long journey and find all these other solutions to other problems that, that don't have solutions along the way. So in my mind, every time there's a pain or a problem, it is really a gift. It's a lesson. When you solve the lesson, that's when the lesson becomes a gift, which is one of my coaches that I hired a couple of years ago. That's what he told me. And I agree with that. So that's what the, uh, the journey has been like. Um, and when someone asks me, well, how aren't you beaten down? Why are you always happy? But the truth is, this is why I love psychoneurology, because psychoneurology is the science of thriving. And thriving just simply means you're operating and you're living your life two steps above whatever your current circumstance looks like. That's something we can all do. We can all shoot for You don't have to be ruler of the world, a multi-billionaire to experience joy and thriving. You can be in any situation and experience it. If Viktor Frankl in the concentration camps can celebrate the fact that he has a small piece of potato in his hot bowl, we can find happiness too. We can break the story that says, oh, my mother this, my father that, Oh, the president, this, the president, that, oh, this disease, the disease, we can still, still experience joy and thriving and make our lives move forward. So 
that's controversial to say nowadays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but what a what a great story. You know, going from being homeless at the age of 16 and then finding some purpose and finding hypnosis and changing your life and trying different things. The one thing that I that keeps coming out in your story is the fact that you don't stop. You know, when when you you follow that instinct, your heart and your gut and you just move on to the next thing and you know when to let go when things are stretching you too far and i think that a lot of people need to realize it doesn't matter what it is if something is stretching you too far and it's too painful let it go and and it's all right to try different things right um and for a lot of people out there you've probably heard me speak of uh, victor frankl before but just to put a little context to it he um, was Jewish and he was captured and uh, put into a concentration camp. And he was a neurologist as well, was he not? Um, Chris, yep. he was, yes. yes he was. And he wrote a fantastic book called Man's Search for Meaning. And if you have not read that book, uh, I highly recommend it because it is filled with, with just information that can transform your life. And, you know, and thank you for sharing that, Chris. Wow. I want to ask you because it's. It, I'm. I'm sure that a lot of our listeners right now are probably wondering. Well, he's got two world records. What are those world records? Um, what are those world records on? So tell us about your your accomplishments there. So that's that came from another pain from a long time ago. I'm not going to get into, but it, okay. I just I found my, I found myself in a situation where I had advantages. So I'm I'm a I'm like five foot nine. Well, I'm five foot nine now. I grew two inches in the past two years. Weird, but well, five foot nine now. Yeah, I don't. I, I can't I gotta, explain that. I got to learn how to do that. I'm only five eight, and I'm still I'm still five eight. <laughs> I'm, I'm shooting for six. I'm shooting for six. Oh, yeah. Well, tell me your secret because I want to shoot for six as well. Sure, sure. Um, so uh, I was in a place in life where I needed to find some kind of purpose. I went through a rough breakup, and I haven't been in the gym for over two years. I'm I'm a natural athlete my entire life, so I. Part of my purpose in life is always going to be being physically fit to some degree. So I was, I had two friends specifically that were close to me and they were supporting me during this time. And we would just go to the gym every day. After six months, I felt like I was finally back into it. And then um, I specifically, specifically love doing dips, body weight dips. Right. And I'll put a belt around my waist and I'll put plates on that. And I'll, I go for, I can do an insane amount. Part of it is genetic. And another part of it is when I broke my leg a couple a bunch of years ago, I was on my crutches for like months and months and months. And that made me really good at dips because it's the exact same physical movement. Uh -huh. So I turned a lesson into a gift. And so I looked up the record for the most parallel bar dips. And I found a one for most parallel bar dips under one minute with a hundred pound with a 100 pound pack meal on your backpack. And I was right. like, that's my third set. Why would I not do that? <laughs> So I figured go for it. And it was, it was uh, most parallel bars. And by the way, people have already beaten me. That's why I'm a record breaking athlete, not a record holder, because if I was a holder, it means that parallel bar dips under one minute with a hundred pound pack. And the other one was most knuckle push-ups under one minute. Mm. And then I'm push up bar and that just came out of nowhere. At the same time of training for these records, I was doing a lot of mental work on myself. So I created this whole separate mindset system called the pure focus protocol. And in that, there's a thing I created called state stacking. And it's a process of each emotional state, just like an athlete, gives you a certain physiological response. So I had to come up with the responses 
stacked so that I can keep my heart rate low, adrenaline high, and my oxygenation flowing. I needed my hemoglobin moving very fast. So, and, and I was under a lot of stress the day of. Like, remember that the girl I told you that yep, the breakup yep, I went through? Yeah. Guess, guess who was at the gym? No the same way. Day I did that. That was completely con- coincidental. And it was just, uh, so the first time I broke the record, the woman who was filming it, her thumb was over the lens. Oh. So I had to do it a second time. And the second time, the first time was perfect. The gym was empty. I had my witnesses there and that was it. Second time, it was rush hour, a million people in the gym. And there's the woman who broke my heart right next to me. Uh. And now I have to do this all over again. And I'm sore. My elbows are killing me from training for so long. And I got to make things happen. If it wasn't for the pure focus protocol, I would not have been able to even step into the gym. But luckily I went in there, zoned everything out. My heart rate was slow and I finished it. I had time on the clock. I could have done a lot more, but I figured let someone beat me and then I'll come back and I'll swiftly deal with them. But I, I wound up uh, changing my direction in life after that. I, said, ah, I did it. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> right, right. How many uh, did you do in the, in the minute? Let's, let's talk about the dips because I'm lucky if I can do 10, you know, and I, I'm, I, I'm in good shape, but I'm lucky yeah. if I can do 10 or 12 or whatever, you know, I'm just kidding. I probably do a little bit more, but how many did you do in a minute? With a hundred pound uh, backpack on, thirty three. Oh, that's amazing, home. <laughs> and I was surprised. It, honestly, it's, it's funny you say that because I was surprised at how low it was. All these world records, they're like astronomical numbers. I'm like, where's the, where's fifty eight in one minute? Where's fifty nine in one minute? Where is sixty three in one minute? So I was like, there's room there. So I might one day, probably maybe next year, uh, go back to that and try again and push that number because I think that number should be higher. Humans can do a lot more than that. Chris, I like your energy. I really do. And imagine uh, all you listeners, everyone out there, imagine doing dips, number one, and then throwing uh, not only uh, 20 pounds or 25 pounds, let's go for 100 pounds. Uh, that's that's a body on your back. And let's see how many we can do. I'm not even going to try that one. I'm going to leave that over to you. And I can't wait to hear how many more you do. Now, I'd like to switch the conversation over to something that you and I have talked about. We are, this is COVID-19, and we're, we're, we're still struggling through these times. And a lot of people have lost their jobs. A lot of people have lost their hope. A lot of people are struggling to get things accomplished and to move forward, to get new, new work, to reinvent themselves. Everybody's got a different story. Everybody's struggling through a different thing. Now, Chris, you and I have talked about um, the power of the mind and really putting ourselves uh, into everything that we do. But how can we, how can we look at doing or accomplishing anything we set our mind to? Like, how can we start to, to change things around and just change our lives? Good question. Really good question. And I, I know that some people hear that and they might, even other professionals, they'll hear that, hear that, hear that and they'll think, well, that's too vague. Well, there's a couple of things you can do from that question, which is perfect. So I have a short answer and then I have a miles long deep answer, which even some people are just like, what? That's, you thought way too much about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my nature. So the first couple of things you have to realize is that you never ever want to say, I got to get myself to do this. I need to get myself off the couch. I need to get myself out there. If you say that you're already starting your journey disconnected. Saying I gotta get I gotta get me to do this. That's like 
that's like a part of you as a car, you know, it's like, oh, I got to get that wheel off. I got to get this, this tire loose. I got to change this, this oil here. You are one functioning unit. There's no reason to look at yourself like there's parts of you. There are parts of you, but if you're going to do a journey or do something, uh, do it with all of you. Don't do it with a part of you already fractured. Big problem in society. And we see this popping up in the self-sabotage clubhouse room you do every Saturday. And was it 2 p.m.? Yeah, 2 p.m. Eastern. That is, it's fascinating to hear, but the root of many of these uh, is we go into life fractured. There's parts of us that are not with us. So you can't possibly be achieving the most you possibly can when there's a part of you that's hanging out outside of you that's foreign to your identity, you know? And that happens because when we're children, usually when we're children, age 10 to 12, around there, we stop becoming the main character of our story. We become the character, we become the support character for someone else's story, which is self-betrayal right there. Later on in life, that turns into self-sabotage, that turns into shame and guilt. And shame and guilt likes to hide itself. It likes to say, there's a problem going on in your life, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. So trying to force is definitely not the way. The less you force, the faster you'll get out there doing something. The next thing is meditation is great for simply being with yourself. So if you put your hand on your stomach and you sit there and do nothing, like no phone, no music, no looking around, no iPads, no TVs, no nothing, and just sit with yourself. Yourself, with a lowercase s, s uh, yourself, needs to have company and you are your own company You're, you have the ability of doing that you don't need somebody else for that um if there's a part of you that's not letting you move forward that part needs to be heard so this is where journaling is a, is a first step is really powerful you write down what you're feeling all of it the good and the bad and then you read it back to yourself when you read it back to yourself you're being heard when the part of you is feeling like it's being heard the behavior starts to slow down and stop. And if that behavior is self-sabotage, that stops. If you don't have the inspiration, because you know that when, when you have an inspiration for something, you go, you move. If you're not getting the inspiration, it's because something else in you is stopping you that's saying, whoa, 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 inspiration is great and all, but there's a part of us here at home that needs help, that needs to be acknowledged, that needs to stop being judged. All of us have parts that are working for us and our needs. All we have to do is listen to them. And from that space of listening, the inspiration comes back out and now the resistance to doing those things goes away. It really is important to listen to yourself, yes. And, and to speak to yourself, as you said, you know, if uh, I need to get myself off this, I need to get, I need to do this. If we only change the way we look at things, and I, I'm thinking of you because you're an athlete and uh, you, you talked about the gym and you ran some gyms and so many people are thinking, well, uh, I need to go to the gym. I need to do this. I need to do that. They're already starting to, uh, to defeat their very purpose. They're already starting to talk themselves out of it, aren't they? Because uh, it, it's not that I need to, I get to. I get to go to the gym. I get to do this. I get to do that. And it is the way in which we talk to ourselves. It means so much, right? And that's what you're talking about there, Chris. 
Absolutely. And the thing is, I've talked to clients, you know, I, I work with a lot of different kinds of people and some of them, some of them are like, how the hell did you accomplish so much? And I'm like, I'm just getting started. I'm not even warmed <laughs> up yet. And it's like, someone else might be like, well, I, I wish I could at least ever run one gym, let alone three or have rehab centers. And it's like, you have to realize I'm not special. Like all, every one of us can do these things. What makes the difference though, is that everything I did came from my gut and my heart, my inspiration. Did you, did you see, notice how, when I said that story, the endings to those accomplishments were very like whimsical. I was like, all right, moving on to the next yeah. because I had, I had another inspiration. I don't have time to sit back and, you know, and like control and, and make things work and sneak things. No, that's, that's the wrong energy. That's ego talking. My heart told me open up a gym right now. And I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I'll do it. And that's the open for six years without even really trying. You can't explain those things with your mind that comes down to what your truth is. And when you're operating in your, your strength position, this is wording, just, just call that your strength position. When you're operating in what I call your perception process, that's when life becomes easy. So another thing with people at home, you know, let's say the person, there's an athlete listening to this right now, maybe even a fitness trainer that gained some weight during COVID and they know what to do to lose it, but they still don't do it. Why is that? They help people lose weight. Now they have 10 to 15 pounds and they can't shake that off. Well, I created this thing called the perception process. And there's 47 different factors as to unconscious factors as to what, how someone does things. Whenever there's struggle in the system of you, whether it's mental, emotional, spiritual, external, internal, it's because you're operating out of alignment with your naturally, your natural born perception process. You see people crushing it out there. They have amazing businesses, amazing families, and it looks like they're never tired. How is that? And if you ask them, they say, oh, it's effortless. Meanwhile, you might be working your butt off, hustling really hard, trying to get one thing to work. What if there was a way to just get back in tune with what your, your, your strength position is? What if there was a way to get back into your perception process so that everything you do now becomes easy? And now emotionally, you can do anything. Perceptually, everything is easy. And in terms of willpower, you can just do it. So those are little things that help get someone back. For example, when someone's in a state like the fitness trainer who gained weight, can't lose it, usually because their awareness in life goes from being outside themselves and now it's inside themselves. Now that sounds healthy, but a lot of people should not be inside their body. They should be outside their body. And that's the way they operate the best. When someone's a boxer or an athlete, your awareness is so outside of your body. You're nowhere in your body at all. That's the only way you can perform at a high level. Someone else who does yoga, for example, or meditates or does something like an artist, they have to be internal because that's where they thrive. That's where their best work comes out. They're listening to signals that are coming from within to create genius. Mm. And if they're on a computer, usually being on social media, being on electronic devices, it runs the risk for too long to have you switch. And when you switch those two perception processes, now these almost unexplainable, un incurable, weird, undiagnosable problems happen. And you're like, what do, I, what, what do I do? All you know is that there's something off 
and no one can help you find it. And that's usually because you've, you've gone outside of a perception process. Thank you so much for sharing that because yeah, there is a way there, there is a way and it, it is a matter of doing some work. And I would imagine it's a matter of setting your mind in a certain way. And this is what you teach and this is what you coach on. Am I correct? Yes. Now, mental is, mental is part of it. Um, there's, there's, there's like five subcategories, like suggestibility types are a really big deal. And we can even do a, we don't have time for that actually. Um, and then there's a mental part is another part of this. Spiritual is another. Transference is another. Dissociation is another. Willpower is another. Perceptive is another. Emotional is another. These are all different. They all sound kind of similar, but they're, they're worlds apart. For example, external is different from dissociated. They're not the same, but they sound the same. Right. It's dissociated when you're outside of your body. External is when your awareness is outside your body, while you're still in your body experiencing all the things. So, um, yeah, because I figured learning about psychology and then going back to school and then hearing that, wait a minute, if I go to become a psychologist or a psychotherapist, I get to just diagnose problems. Well, what if every problem ever, ever in the DSM, what if every problem in that DSM is just a, an unconscious strategy that doesn't serve us? Why can we be diagnosed? And this is a question. Why can we be diagnosed with depression, but we can't be diagnosed with high confidence when it's the exact same mechanism? Mm -hmm. It's just a resource that doesn't serve us. Now, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying that I have a cure for anything, but I'm saying, what if there's more to you than just problem solution, problem solution, get my ass to do this thing, get me to do this, you know, oh, I'm so stupid. I'm so this. What if there's more to you than just like these little categories of problems? ADHD. What, when did that become a thing? That wasn't always a thing, right? No. Now all of a sudden, everyone's like, I did my, I have ADHD and I did it in life anyway. So now it becomes this valiant, dramatic story. Now, if you change this, if you take the story away, now all the, the lack, all the drama goes away. So if you're at home, uh, one more thing, I know we're running out of time here, Paul, I'm sorry, but yeah, no, that's all right. You know, in the self-sabotage clubhouse that we do which is i can't recommend it enough like if you're listening to this you want to definitely check that out it's it's awesome you you will never nowhere else will you ever get free advice from several different uh, professionals at one time um you know people have a story and that story keeps them stuck if you're going to play a game in life you might as well play a game that you're going to win and calling it we always i always say don't call self-sabotage call it self-protection because there's no part of you that wants to hurt you Everyone listening to this is a fully functional whole human being. If there's parts you not working with you, then that's okay. You can get that part in integrity with you. And now you move forward as a whole. Um, yeah, that's. That is amazing. Yes, so much there. And I wish we had a couple of hours because it's fascinating stuff. I know that some of my listeners, and I hope that a lot of my listeners are going to want to reach out to you and to, you know, to, to learn more about this because some of us are stuck. And a lot of people, you know, like you, you talk about the, the trainer who's gained 15 pounds. Why can't I lose it? There's so many other, like, where am I going to get a job? How am I going to get a job? How am I going to present myself? What am I going to do? There's so many things that people are asking themselves. We're all living this human experience. And so many of us have been knocked off our, our course. And this is foreign to us. 
And what is not foreign is some of the things that we tell ourselves. And Chris has solutions. So if anyone wants to reach out to you, Chris, to, uh, you know, to tap into what you have or to ask you uh, something further, how can they reach you, Chris? The best way would be through Facebook. That's the one place where I live. And that's a place where you can get in contact with me pretty easily. And I respond usually within 24 hours, sometimes two days if it's a long, busy day. But um, that would be facebook.com slash Chris the Hypnotist, which is a URL that I cannot get rid of. <laughs> All right. I'm going to put that in the show notes. Uh, and so that anyone who does want to reach out to you can do so easily. And Chris joins me every Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern time on Clubhouse, and we run a, a house, a club on self-sabotage. And as he said, uh, we're joined by some experts in the field. And if you have any questions, if you want to hear us, uh, just come and, and drop in. And uh, if you have a question, we'll pull you up. Chris, it's been an absolute delight to have you on the show. I'm so glad that we met. You popped into a room once and started to uh, to share, and I just had to make you a moderator because of your vast experience and knowledge. And you always give value to everyone, and it's just an absolute delight to have you on um, my show, but in my clubhouse as well. Thank you so much for joining us today, and thank you for sharing. What a remarkable story. And I want to touch on one thing because Chris and I, I think we're cut from the same cloth. Uh, we do so many different things and we accomplish so many different things. Chris has written three books. He's opened gyms. He's got all kinds of things going on and he just, he's not done. And when I, when I listen to your fascinating background, Chris, I think of myself and people have asked me the same question. How is it you do so much? Oh, you know, where, where are you going now? What are you doing now? We are limitless, are we not, Chris? We are limitless people. And we do it because Absolutely. we're passionate about it, right? Yeah, and you know what? You fascinated me too. When I, when I came into that clubhouse for the first time, I look at the moderators, I read their, their bio, their profile, and I saw yours. I was like, whoa, 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 who is this guy? How do I not know this guy? How do I not know this guy yet? I mean, with your background, with all the things that you do, I was like, how is he doing this, this, and this? And he was a hostage negotiator. What? Like that's, oh, I had so many questions. And whenever I see you in a clubhouse outside of that room, I always try to join if I have time. I join in and just listen. I just want to listen. And I'm like, I hope he thinks I'm not trying to get him to pull me to the stage. I just want to hear him speak. Well, like in different situations, like I heard one with you and your daughter and man, it takes real hard work. It takes a really receptive human being and, a, and an, ex, an inspired human being like yourself to have that kind of amazing relationship you have with your family. Like that is just amazing. I, I strive. Well, I don't have a family yet, but um, when I do, that's, that's a dynamic that I can, I, I, I dream about. That's amazing. And it takes all of you to be able to do all the things that you've done and continue to do and still find happiness and have a root, a really strong base foundation. There are people listening to this. And if they're like, you know, past clients of mine too, they might be, they're going to hear this. And some of them, you know, they've made millions of dollars, millions of dollars, but they hate themselves. Some of them have amazing businesses, but no, no, um, no signet, no, no dating life or no like strong family home. Um, or they have a strong family home, but no business. Or they have, they love themselves. They're all about self-love, but they have struggling businesses. 
it's hard. It's so hard for people nowadays to have both sides of the coin, but you, my, my friend have a, a pot of gold. You have all the coins, which is like, that's, that's if, if, if the clubhouse didn't exist and I found you some other way, we would have still connected at first at some point. You're right. Cause we're cut from the same cloth. We are. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing Chris. And uh, yeah, I feel the same way. And sometimes I'd love to pull you up on stage, but when I'm not the, the main moderator and for anybody who's unfamiliar with clubhouse, uh, you are asked to moderate, but you may not be the main moderator, the one who put the clubhouse together or the one who's running it. So um, to pull someone up, if you've been made a secondary or third uh, moderator without permission, kind of looks bad on you. So uh, if I don't pull you up, it's because it's not my room. Um, and uh, yes, we would have connected offline, I'm sure, because we are kindred spirit, Chris. And thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another insightful episode. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave your comments. For more information, check out our website at www.inspireus.ca. Remember, it's not what happens to us that matters most. It's how we respond to what happens to us that does. Stay strong and resilient.